Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Linsanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before listening to this podcast, I would hope that you listeners and viewers would like to give this particular podcast and running hook podcast, you know, colleagues of mine, some five-star ratings uh, and, and some positive ratings to get ourselves going. Uh, what these ratings are able to do for us is it's able to help us grow as a network. And then it's also able to bring in more listeners. And uh, obviously, you know, we want to be able to create and cultivate a community that's, that's full of those listeners that uh, can come in and, and appreciate what the running hook has to offer. And we have plenty of stuff coming uh, with the Divine Rhyme, uh, the Basketball Power Hour with Alex Byrne, Dylan Hughes, just finished up recording last week. So they are back and underway. Uh, we have podcasts with the Triple Option Podcast. We have the Circle City Cinema. There's plenty of stuff to look forward to. Uh, once again, just uh, if you wouldn't mind doing that, uh, I appreciate it. But real quick, let's get into the show. And something to note is obviously with the NFL and how Bryce and I typically do this, there will be some matchups that are not discussed into too great of detail. Those three matchups are, you know, the Philadelphia and Atlanta game, the Denver and Giants game, and the Houston and Jacksonville game, in large part just due to the way that the games are played. We want to be able to give you legitimate content about these games. We don't just want to give you quick stuff on every game and then not really get to the juice uh, so our goal is to make sure that we will dive into all of these teams. Uh, we're not just going to uh, not talk about Houston the entire year. We're not just not going to talk about what's going on in Atlanta or whatever the case might be. We'll make sure that uh, our network will continue to, to talk about these teams. But for this week, that's what we're going to do. And Bryce, we're going to start off the show at the bang. We're going to get into the get the sack, which is basically uh, the segment yeah, that everybody loves to see. Everybody loves to hear it. And Bryce, I'm going to have you start off. Who is your get the sack out of all of these matchups this week? Uh, who gets the special honor of being my week one get the sack candidate, Caleb? I think it's very clear. I, I think we have a clear number one here. It has to be the one, the only defending AFC South champions, Tennessee Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel. Get the sack. Your performance against the Arizona Cardinals was pathetic. You go out and you trade for a guy in Julio Jones, who's been an elite receiver for years. And then not only do you trade for him and not only do you not get him involved in the offense, you even blame him for the loss. You blame it on the unsportsmanlike penalty, the 15 yarder that set them back on a third down. I got news for you, Mike. I don't think that's why you lost the game. Mm. You lost by a whopping 25 points. Kyler Murray carved up your defense for 289 yards passing and four passing touchdowns. I don't think Julio Jones is the problem here, Caleb. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but they, they tried to make some, some upgrades on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the, in the uh, yeah, realm yeah. of pass rush. And that pass rush was very non-existent. In this game. In fact, it was the complete opposite. The Cardinals have a better pass rush with Chandler Jones. Wow. I mean, Ed, 
I don't know if I would have expected Vrabel to be dropped on the first week of the season. Forget the sack, considering where this team was. But it's fair. I, I mean, they were absolutely atrocious. I mean, it, it did not look good. This team focused on offense. What did they do? They only put up 13 points against a team that's really trying to remake the secondary. You know, they're trying to do it on the fly. And, you know, it didn't feel like any of their stars were able to get going. I mean, the stats would obviously tell you that, but just watching the flow of the game, Tennessee was not able to generate easy yards or easy plays down the field. That's uncharacteristic of their offense. If you watched them last year, Arthur Smith was able to continue to pound it to Derrick Henry and then be able to get and open up that play action. That did not happen. Ryan Tannehill did not get in play action enough. The Tennessee Titans offensive line looked horrible. They couldn't even get into play action if they wanted to. Totally agree with you, Bryce. And, you know, I'm going to go with a guy that, you know, I didn't even mention on, I didn't even mention in the pre-show. I didn't even mention him, but I'm just, I'm reading all this stuff and I'm sick and tired of it. Urban Meyer needs to get the sack. I mean, there is absolutely no excuse. There is no excuse in the way that you handled this performance. You are coming up against a Houston Texan team that just kicked your tail and they have no business doing so. Give me a break with James Robinson only getting five carries. That's a joke. You're not setting up your quarterback. You're not putting your quarterback in position to succeed if he's throwing the ball 51 times. That's horrible. That's on play calling in an Urban Meyer, which Urban Meyer somehow, some way believes Carlos Hyde is better than James Robinson. Bryson, that's a joke, too. I don't care yeah, that, that you're that an Ohio State joke. fan. It's a joke. I don't no, care. You're right. No, you're right. Carlos Hyde had his time. And, you know, here's the other thing with this team, with particularly Jacksonville itself, right? I think this team looked lost on defense. They looked lost. Guys didn't even look like it was almost like the Houston Texans pulled out this creative playbook that the the defensive players on the Jaguars have never seen before. They were frustrated, agitated. Uh, That's just I don't understand how a team like this can do that to you. You know what David Culley's going to want to bring. It's a similar scheme to Baltimore. You know the plan. You know, you may not have seen the players with Houston, but you know the plan. And for you to come out and get killed, killed 27 to 7 at half is inexcusable. It's already putting you down the drain. And then for you to not be able to capitalize and make this game more competitive is a joke. That's a joke. And in my opinion, that's on the that's on that's on Urban Meyer. I, if Urban Meyer is not in the right space to do the NFL coaching, as I keep seeing today, and I see that in jokes, but in all seriousness, like if he is not like totally in this because he's eyeing other jobs, you will get destroyed. And I don't care. I I don't care what team. I don't care if it's Houston. I don't care if it's the Rams. I don't care. So pick up your slack. That's totally Next fair. up. The offensive, the offensive player of the week for you, Bryce. This is a new segment for our show. We want to be able to just come out and, and just talk about who is highlighting, who are who is making plays, game-changing plays that kept our eyes on them, that got us thinking, man, he could be in for a great season. Bryce, who was yours? Well, I, I, this guy that I'm choosing, it was... <sighs> It was incredible. It's, it's like people forgot about him and I, and I don't understand it. Okay. The hype was real this off season. I think hard knocks definitely played a large role in this as well. And yes, I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys 
And, and people just seem to forget that Amari Cooper is this yeah. stud of a wide receiver. I yeah. get that. I get that. CD yep. Lamb is the young guy. He was the first round draft pick last last season. Okay, yep. he had a decent year, but he struggled with drops. And, and coming out into this game, this opening Thursday night game, CD Lamb had the same issues. But you know who was out there this time, Caleb? Sure. Amari Cooper. Right. Maybe people forgot because he was injured most of last season, wasn't very productive, sure. and was really battling that injury. But Caleb, he came out and was outstanding. People also forget. I agree. Dak Pre- when Dak, Dak Prescott plays, Amari Cooper is his number one target. Yep, absolutely. It, it, it's statistically proven. You can look at it. And, and it proved it once again. Amari Cooper, 13 receptions, 139 yards. And two touchdowns to kick off this season against the defending champions, this Buccaneers defense that everyone seems to be so afraid of, uh, which I'll have more to say about that later. Amari Cooper is a flat out stud stud. He is going to be in for a big season. Uh, Dak Prescott is looking to prove something. Amari Cooper has has quoted himself as being the best wide receiver in the game. He has not proved it yet, though. So he is on a mission to take over the number one wide receiver spot in the NFL, take it from away from guys like Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, and so on and so forth. I, I love, I loved, I loved that choice. Um, you know, I to back up your stuff, something I read today, I just thought it was great. It was on NFL.com. Mari Cooper is the for the second time since he joined Dallas in the trade had 10 receptions, 100 yards, and two-plus touchdowns. Now, this is the part I think that blows my mind. Think of all of the Dallas Cowboy receivers. No other player has ever had that type of game at wide receiver. Wow, wow. not even that's Brian. That's nuts. Not, no, not even Des wow. Bryant, not even Michael Irvin, not any legendary Cowboy receiver. Wow. Never had that. I mean, I, I agree with you, Bryce. He completely killed the Tampa secondary, and, and that's going to be something that we dig into more uh, in our preview and my offensive player, I, I'm, I, I just, it's more of a, you know, Hey, he is back type of thing. Okay. And that's Christian McCaffrey, man. He changes the game plan for the Carolina Panthers. Once he is healthy and he is just somebody who put it, you know, and made it clear. Like I'm, I'm still that guy. I can still put up 80 plus rushing yards, 80 plus receiving yards. I can do what I want to do against any matchup in the national football league. He can do that. And I, I just think for the Carolina Panthers this season, it's just great to see him healthy. It's great to see him moving in a trajectory that makes this Carolina team, particularly Sam Darnold, a better quarterback. And Bryce, I'm really excited to dive into that game because I think there's going to be a lot of good insight for the people. Absolutely. And then who is your defensive player? Yeah, so I, I for me, this one was pretty obvious. Um, I caught the end of this game. And he was just absolutely just pinning his ears back and just getting after the quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go with the man that just got paid, TJ Watt of oh. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. He was absolutely yeah. incredible. Let me read you these stats here, Caleb, uh, against the Buffalo Bills and their good offensive line. TJ Watt had three total tackles. Three of them, all three of them were solos, uh, including two sacks and a tackle for loss. And then this is also what gets me here, Caleb. He had five quarterback hits five by himself, not as a defensive line unit by himself. Guys, TJ Watt is the real deal. Uh, 
JJ Watt, he is JJ Watt is no longer the best Watt. It is TJ Watt, and it's not close. TJ Watt is outstanding. I don't see how you're going to block him. I mean, I, I think he's on an Aaron Donald level um, as far as how he can just wreck a game by himself uh, and, and was very influential. Oh, no. and, and, uh, what do you mean, no? What do you mean, no? Oh, <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Keep it going. Oh, we're already going, starting this, guys. Oh, guys, we're we're in for a great season. No, you're, you're disagreeing you're with good. me. Okay. This is going to be great. But th- this is a guy that you game plan for. Okay. But sometimes you can't game plan 100%. for him. 100%. All right. And, and it, he was always there when Josh Allen was trying to leave the comeback for, for the Buffalo Bills. He was always there. Always there right on Josh Allen's tail. So my defensive player of the week, TJ Watt. You're really lucky he didn't push you back on the Aaron Donald thing. I mean, I, 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 I am, I am going to let that go because we have a lot of stuff we want to get into. My defensive player of the week, I, I, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but I don't care. I mean, if you have five sacks, like you know, it's just unbelievable what Chandler Jones did. This is what, this is the reason why he should be paid. Going off of your point, Bryce, he's you know, DJ Watt got the money, right? But Chandler Jones has a legitimate case for the National Football Hall of Fame, okay? And he's trying to put up some legitimate numbers out here to give him a chance at it. Five sacks ain't no joke. You come out of this looking good if you're a Chandler Jones type. You got J.J. Watt on the other side of you. That means less game planning against you because you got other pass rushers that are going to help you out. For him to get five sacks and, you know, Taylor Lewan, a, a, a legitimate offensive tackle who was obviously going through the injury, well, he, he was busting with this boys back to Nashville feeling sad. That's what he was doing. <laughs> That's what he was doing. He was busting with this boys and feeling sad. Okay, because you don't, you don't have, you, you, this is ridiculous that, he, that five sacks go on you. That's ridiculous. You're, you're a legitimate offensive tackle in this league. And the fact that you got trounced like that, I, don't, that's, I think that's something to say. I just, Taylor Lewan, I think, could get the groove back. But five sacks, I, I and you're on the field and you are that caliber. I can tell you for a fact, Taylor one wouldn't want to give up five sacks to anybody. Next up, we got a, we got a great match. We got some great matchups. Holy cow. Uh, but let's start off with uh, Kansas city and Cleveland, uh, which is a game that I personally, you know, on the three o'clock slot, I just thought it was fantastic. I mean, there's no other way to put it. These two teams are legitimate contenders. There's no question about that. I made it clear in the preseason, how I feel about the Browns. The Chiefs are absolutely legitimate on in terms of, you know, look, they're going to be consistent. They're going to come out. They're going to do their thing, uh, you know, and and that's just what happened, right? I mean, the Browns had some unfortunate luck. Sure. You know, things didn't go their way. A couple plays, muff snap on the punt, the Mayfield interception, you know, but I just, you know, Bryce, I, I just, I think you can't, how, how do you look at this game? Because I don't think I can sit there and be like, well, I'm concerned about the Cleveland Browns. Like I, I'm, I'm feeling better about the Chiefs. I'm just, I'm sitting here saying these are two of the top three teams in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, no, you can't, you can't really be. The only reason I'd be upset with the Browns if, if I were the Browns is we had these guys. We we came out and we dominated the first half, yeah. absolutely dominated, and, and we yeah. were up. We had a lead. Yeah. And when you get a lead on on a, the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs team, one you can't you can't be conservative against them. You have to keep you have to keep the the pedal to the metal, and you have to play good defense because Patrick Mahomes yeah. 
he's most dangerous when he's behind because he's just going to sling it. He's going to take lots of chances and one of them are bound to hit. And, and the one that hit Caleb was, was that 75 yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. Uh, um, the safety got turned right. around, didn't locate right. the ball. It could have easily been batted down if, it, if he just located the ball, but instead Tyreek Hill catches it and he's gone. He's just absolutely gone. Um, but sure. I, I think this is just a, another vintage Patrick Mahomes win. Um, Cleveland, uh, they look good. They look good early. They Again, they established the run. Um, Baker Mayfield threw the ball. I, I mean, really success, successful through the air. I mean, if you look at it, he was 21 to 28 for 321 yards. He didn't throw a touchdown. And then he had that pick uh, when he was being dragged down uh, at the end of the game, trying to trying to complete a comeback. But the offense looked good for Cleveland. Uh, you just against the Kansas City Chiefs, you just can't make mental mistakes. I mean, for instance, Caleb, you had Ronnie Harrison shoving a Chiefs coach on the sideline. I know he he was provoked, but ejected immediately. I mean, Ronnie Harrison is a big part of of, right. of that secondary, right? You you just can't make mental mistakes yeah, against the Kansas City Chiefs if you want to beat them. I thought this is a big game for Cleveland. I still think they should they should be encouraged about what what they look like the first game of the season, though. That's fair. No, I, I, the way I see it from the Browns' perspective, you know, for all the betters out there, you shouldn't have probably bet for Cleveland. They haven't won their se- their season opener in 17 straight seasons. But when it comes to the teams, okay, I mean, this is a team. This is a team that is, you know, they they are they they are fully loaded and and more than capable. Uh, but here's the thing for me. I think this game is more damning to the Browns. You you did not even try to make any adjustments on how you guarded Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill kicked your crease in the playoffs, and you you didn't you did, they didn't even do that much. They didn't even they didn't even allow uh, any changes defensively or schematically. They just thought that it would work to do the exact same thing. That is not going to work. If they want to get to the level that I predicted them to be, Bryce, that is inexcusable. The Cleveland Browns are a team that should be able to control the clock, control the crap out of it. And to be honest with you, Bryce, like I don't think this offense played about as good of a game as they could. I mean, Baker Mayfield, I thought, looked fantastic. He looked sharp. You know, the interception is obviously something everybody's going to talk about, but like he had a great game. There isn't much more that you would have wanted because you had an effective running game. I think you would have maybe looked for a little more Kareem Hunt. But I mean, other than that, like, you know, this team was balanced. And I just, you know, Cleveland is going to come out. They're going to be a top level team. Uh, but man, I, I just thought it was really hard to watch in terms of how they crumbled the game. I, it should have been theirs, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, obviously Mahomes came in and stepped up and, and they found a way to get their stars going. And that is the that is the huge thing for them is they've got two of the best at their position. And that's just going to make it. 10 times harder for a defense. And if you didn't change anything from the last time you saw him, which it certainly didn't look like it did, um, then you will get paid. And I also thought that this defense was just really, really sharp when it mattered, right? I thought this team, Chris Jones, who's been coming in defensive tackle, switching to defensive end, looked awfully good. He got two sacks in this game. I just think that the Chiefs are finding some pieces and putting them together in the right way. Uh, Jerron Reed's a legitimate defensive tackle I picked up from Seattle. I think he showed an impact in this game. I, I like what they did. Uh, I just think the key is just moving forward. What is it going to look like uh, for this team as we get into the later part of the season? Next up, 
Uh, we got Dallas and Tampa. Dallas, you know, I, I, I can't believe, I can't believe this game. Everybody sat there. They said, hey, we're going to pick the Bucks. We're going to pick Tampa, 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 Tampa. And Dallas gave them a run for their freaking money. 31 to 29, Tampa won only by two points. Who would have thought that? Not a lot of people thought that heading into this game. Uh, Bryce, I just want to start with you on this. What, just in general, not talking specific teams, but just open. What did you see from this game? What were your big takeaways? Ooh, there's a lot to unpack in this game. I mean, Caleb, I mean, me. Myself, sure. uh, you and, and Zach Griffith were talking, you know, we talked live during this game and I mean, heck of a game, heck of an opener. I loved everything about it. I mean, the biggest thing that I take away from this is uh, Dallas should be super encouraged about this season. Uh, do they have some shortcomings? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll tell you what, Caleb, uh, Dan Quinn coming in and working being the defensive coordinator, um, they have holes in that defense. Absolutely. But did they play yeah. hard and they looked like they actually wanted to go out there and play? Absolutely. And, and they made plays. I mean, they, they picked off Brady twice and they recovered a couple of fumbles. Uh, they got, they even got a big play. They, they uh, caused the fumble on Chris Godwin towards the end of the game when we thought, you know, oh, Tampa Bay is going to seize control of this game. They forced a turnover. It's a big play. They're getting big plays on defense. Yeah. And that's what they were missing last year. Not just Amari and Dak. Right. Uh, obviously, those are big parts. And I mean, if you look at Dak, Dak had the shoulder injury throughout camp. Uh, it was well documented in hard knocks as well. He didn't look bad at Caleb. He threw the ball 58 times and he completed 42 of them. He, he threw for over yeah. 400 yards, three touchdowns and an interception that I'm not going to put on Dak. I know, Caleb, you have a different perspective. I felt like C.D. Lamb should have caught the ball and went right through his hands. Um, I thought Dak threw a beautiful ball. I know it was in traffic, but it was a beautiful ball right to the CD's hands and it just went right through. The only thing that I thought should have been a little bit better, try to establish that run game. Uh, Zeke only ran the ball 11 times for 33 yards. I know that Tampa front is terrorizing. I mean, Vita Vea looks dang near unblockable. Jason Pierre Paul hasn't lost a step at all. People seem to forget about him. Yeah. But he, for Tampa, I, I think Tampa, everything looks great. Uh, we saw more creativity on the offensive side. We, we saw creative ways to use Gronkowski, especially in the red zone. But the defense is what yeah. really what I want to yeah. talk about here. Uh, they lost Sean Murphy bunting sure. early. Uh, the, the timeline for him is four weeks to the end of the season. So they really don't know if they're going to yeah. have him. But I think the secondary is the weakest part of Tampa Bay's defense. And Dak Prescott and the Cowboys exposed yeah, that. I agree. Okay. Miss me yep. with Jamel Dean. Miss me with Carlton Davis the third. That is an absolute joke. And they got exposed on Thursday night. And that's what kept the Cowboys in the game. So so we need to we need to quit touting this Tampa Bay defense like they're an all-time def, like number one defense in the NFL because they're not. That secondary is weak, and that's how teams are going to beat them. Look, I'll give them the front four. Their linebacking core is incredible, but that secondary, it just, no, miss me, please. Please miss me on that. I like that. I like that take a lot. I've been thinking that for a long time that I think the secondary has legitimate issues. I think it showed. I think the Murphy Bunting injury is not good for them. I 1,000% agree with everything that you just said. I think when I look at this game, I just think about the fact that 
Dallas Bryce looked so I'm trying to think of the right word for it. They look stale. They look stale. It looked everything like if you needed like five yards, they were getting like four. And it was like the hardest four I'd ever see. Or it was like two and they were getting like one and a half because they couldn't. It's just like they just couldn't get anything easy. Well, they they were able to get things easy in this game. The natural flow of the passing game was there. They were able to get it from a lot of different pieces. In a perfect world, this is what they can envision from their wide receivers. Obviously, Gallup, you know, he if he was in the, involved uh, for most of this game, obviously the injury limited him to an extent. I'd have no doubt in my mind he would have had a better game. Cooper and Lamb both look fantastic. I think the, the thing for me, and I agree with you on the running game, but I actually have a lot of respect for Zeke Elliott because I do not think that Ezekiel Elliott would have agreed to this and that, that Dallas even would have done it unless Ezekiel said, Hey, uh, I'm okay with this. You know, if that's, what's going to put us in the best position to win, then I'm going to do that. And I, and I think that's what happened. I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, the arguments of Ezekiel Elliott's washed or Ezekiel Elliott's not good enough. That's a bunch of bull. He is. I just think it's a part of the game plan. And naturally over time, We'll see that guy that we're typically used to, maybe in less workload, but we'll see it. The other part of this for me, Dallas, it, it, with Dallas Bryce, is that secondary man. Two interceptions, yeah. Diggs and Jordan Lewis. You know, this is a team that you and I called out, said we have questions on their secondary. We have questions if guys can develop to their actual potential. Trayvon Diggs, I don't care what people said, Trayvon Diggs had a great night against Mike Evans. I am not buying just Mike Evans went MIA. A lot of that has to do with Trayvon Diggs and his coverage. Fantastic performance from him. I think the front set, the front four, I think Demarcus Lawrence looked fantastic. He didn't have a sack or anything like that, but like he was getting around Tristan Werbs at a very effective rate. And for Dallas, that's encouraging because you want him to get back to his old self. He wasn't very good last season. Micah Parsons, obviously first game looked good. I'm encouraged by both teams. Uh, the stance on Tampa doesn't change for me. They're ridiculously good on offense. The running game's a pain in the butt to follow if you're a fantasy owner because all they freaking news bench their guys every half. But, you know, I just think that this is going to be a fun, fun season for both of these teams. And I think when Dallas is good, it is better for the National Football League as a whole. Next up, Pittsburgh against Buffalo, a game that, to be honest uh, with you, yeah. Bryce, I, I was just I was completely shocked. Uh, over. I mean, yeah. let's not let's not get it twisted. And uh, I'll just let you go first here. I know you have plenty of things to say about a particular player. So go ahead. Take it away. Oh, you're almighty Josh Allen. Oh, you're savior Josh Allen. The preseason NFL MVP favorite Josh Allen. The Super Bowl contenders, Buffalo Bills. Oh, oh, the Steelers still sunned you. They still sun you. And they're not even good. Ben Roethlisberger can't throw. He can't move. And he beat you. He beats you on only completing 18 passes for 188 yards. And, and they didn't even run the ball. Well, Najee Harris only had 45 yards. Oh, the bills. Oh, this is your team. Caleb. This is, this is what you guys are waiting for. Josh Allen gets the bag. Absolute garbage. Just non-existent. Pittsburgh's defense is still as good as ever, even though they lost so many guys. It's still good. TJ Watt got paid, just absolutely showing out. They even get the blocked punt on the, on the special teams. I, 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 look, Buffalo's got to be better. 
Okay, in all seriousness, Buffalo just has to be better. Okay, they cannot allow the Pittsburgh Steelers to come into Buffalo and win. Okay, it, it's it's unacceptable. It's it's unacceptable to only put up 16 points. It's I unacceptable. Agree. I agree. If you want, if if you guys are saying, okay, we're gonna take the next step, we we are Super Bowl contenders, we got a squad. You got to be better than this again against tough defenses. Because I tell you what, in the playoffs, you get blown out by more than this. 100%. I guarantee it. Hundred percent. I agree. 100%. You got to be better. Yeah. Total. I'm. I'm with you. I mean, the thirty of fifty-one. I mean, that's making me want to throw up. That's not good. That is not a moving forward for the Bills. They're going to need a more efficient Josh Allen. I don't like the fact that they went fifty-one times in the air. Uh, it seemed like Singletary was doing quite all right. 11 carries and 72 yards and averaging six and a half on those carries. I don't really understand why Devin Singletary wasn't more involved there, especially if that's how he was running the ball. The other thing for me, Bryce, is everything just looked with the Bills last season offensively. Everything didn't look like it. It felt like they were able to do everything and anything they wanted. Pittsburgh clearly figured out the plan. And the question is for next week, how Buffalo adjusts to this. The Pittsburgh Steelers did not go blitzing all the freaking time trying to put Josh Allen in pressures. All they did was basically rush three, four-man defensive linemen and went after him. And that's that's on the offensive line, Bryce. You know, the offensive line didn't hold it. They, they held together last season. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers went right at him with only four guys. And then that allows people like Devin Bush and others to just zone. Just zone. Just stay back. The underneath throws that you get the Cole Beasley aren't there as much. The place to Stephon Diggs aren't there as much because you're having more defenders in the passing game. The Buffalo Bills, to me, absolutely have to figure out how to combat that. I agree with you. It's inexcusable they lost. From the Steelers' perspective, there's a couple things I'm really excited about. I think the balance in the three receivers was critical in this game. Juju Smith-Schuster, 4 for 52. Chase Claypool, 3 for 45. Deontay Johnson, 5 for 36. They had good balance within each other. All three of them were pretty effective for the most part. And I think for the Steelers, one guy offensively, like if one of those guys like rises up to be a superstar this season, I don't think that's going to make them good. I think it's important that all three have about as similar of an impact as one another. Like we should sit there and be like, yeah, Chase Claypool is really good, but Deontay Johnson had a really good game too. And Juju Smith-Schuster had a really good game too, rather than like Chase Claypool gets a hundred yards and Deontay Johnson gets 30. Like, I don't think that works for the Steelers. What's going to be crucial is the balance, right? I think that Najee Harris will get better in the running game. I think the bills obviously invest a lot in their defensive line that showed, and I'll give them credit for that. I moving forward. I think both teams look really good. I uh, would not, nah, I shouldn't say both teams look really good. Pittsburgh had a really nice game. I think Buffalo has some major concerns offensively. Defensively, I'm not going to hate on them too much, uh, but offensively, I think there's some problems. I still think Buffalo wins the division. Next up, Monday Night Football, Ravens against the Raiders. <laughs> Typically, we would have recorded and had this out for you guys uh, way earlier, but the fact is uh, I decided to go to bed. And uh, I'm gonna because I basically was like, hey, let's watch this game. And then let's just go right back at it and give ourselves a day to digest this. Ooh. Bryce, what are we thinking about that Monday night football game? They couldn't have asked for a better one. Ooh. Caleb, we had predicted 
uh, the Raiders to be very poor with the lack of the offensive line. Uh, the, the way they just, you know, threw Gabe Jackson, Trent Brown, and Rodney Hudson away and uh, drafted Alex Leatherwood, who, uh, well, was pretty awful in this Monday night football game, if we're being completely honest. And they were without Richie Incognito. Um, and now uh, today they lost Denzel Good for the year due to the ACL tear. So that'll be interesting to see moving forward. I agree. But this this Raiders team came out to play, baby. They came out to play. I, I, man, I mean, Derek Carr threw the ball 56 times. Okay, which, which is kind of unusual for, for the Raiders team. They're very much a smash mouth football team, like uh, punch you in the face with, with our run with Josh Jacobs in our run game. Josh Jacobs only ran the ball 10 times. Now, I mean, it, it was it an, an effective 10 times. Yeah. I mean, he only had 34 yeah. yards, but he had two touchdowns. He, he, hmm. he ran the ball when he needed to and, and made plays when he needed to. Um, it's no secret that Darren Waller is, uh, is their biggest weapon. He was targeted 19 times. Darren Waller caught 10 of those for 105 <laughs> yards and, and a touchdown. But I mean, and it's painfully obvious they're going to throw the ball to Waller. And there were some really bad misses. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was almost just kind of embarrassing and funny. It's just like, dude, like, and it, and it still worked. It still worked though. Um, and then Brian Edwards coming out of nowhere in the last two minutes of the game and then into overtime, just making play after play. I'm telling you, Caleb, I think he's going to be a name that everyone knows by the end of the season. I mean, we saw he made some great catches at the yeah. end of the fourth quarter in overtime, yeah. almost, almost won the game. Uh, in overtime mm-hmm. for him. So uh, I think I, Carr looked good. Uh, that offensive line is still a massive concern for me. Um, Raiders also, they, on their defensive line, they lost Ngakwe and, and McCoy, which are big losses. But honestly, I thought the pass rush was really good last night. Max Crosby had two sacks. He is an absolute stud. Yeah, he took a Still a massive, massive steal. Um, and then Carl Nassib ha- had the strip sack on, on Lamar Jackson, which is you know, very unheard of with the way Lamar Jackson moves. I mean, for, for Baltimore, I mean, that defense, we thought that defense was, I mean, they were dominating uh, in the first half and then they just, they kind of lost steam. Yeah. Which we really don't see a Ravens team do. It it was kind of strange. Uh, So, I mean, they got to tighten up on that. I thought the offense was eh, okay. I mean, it's still a lot of Lamar dancing around and running. Um, he had the most carries on the team, uh, Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray, uh, combined for 19 touches overall. Uh, Caleb, I'm still, I'm still skeptical about the passing game of Baltimore. I saw a couple good throws oh, from Lamar. I, I, but I'm just saying, man, I, but this is a game. This is a game where, I mean, oh, Lamar have made a couple more passes that, oh. that could have put this game away. I, I don't know. I don't no, know. I, a, he dropped it. No, that's atrocious. Oh, come on. That, no, that's atrocious. That's atrocious. That's atrocious. Like Ohio State's defense was oh, last week. On. Look, oh, the way that it. I see the way what that I see this, you know, the Baltimore Ravens. I, I am not I am not going to get here and overreact to this. I'm not even I'm not even going to. No, I'm not I even. Think it's a concern. I'm not. Over, I'm not overreacting. I'll overreact to this one. Go I ahead. I think I've, you're. They should I think you're over. They should have lost this game. No, that's fine. I agree with you. The they Raiders have, have no business putting up 33 points on you. 
Yeah, but, you know, look, I, the way that I see this game is you have a lot of injuries. You have a lot of guys just in and out of the roster. No, they have 13 no, players on IR. No, that's no, a legitimate no, problem. I'm not. No, I'm not. That's a, no, that's a, no. that's a legitimate problem. No, you're telling me a overcome. team with Patrick Queen, Marlon Humphrey, Deshaun Elliott, Malik Harrison, Pernell uh, McPhee, Calais Campbell, Justin Houston. No, I, I'm not buying that. No, I'm, this is a team. This is a team that's going to make their adjustments. I'm not concerned. This is a legitimate defense. Uh, you should a legitimate be, I think you should be concerned a little bit. And here's the other thing. I'm definitely not concerned about the passing game. I'm betting oh that Mark Andrews gosh. continues uh, to get better. Okay. Okay. Three receptions for 20 yards. How does that? And one of his receptions was for 10. No, no, uh, all, no, no. You no, get the bag and you disappear <laughs> like that. That is embarrassing. No, I, I agree, but I'm guaranteed. I think he's going to come out and look a little better than he did in, in week one. I'm not overly concerned. Oh I think Hollywood gosh. Brown had a great game. And despite uh, the fact that you completely ignored look, I, that. I'll say, look, Sammy, I'll say Hollywood Brown played well. And, and Sammy Watkins had a good wait game. Till he, he wait till he pulls his hamstring and he's out for 10 games. Uh, you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous because he had a good game. And all you're doing is talking about the fact that he's had an injury prone career. And it's then true. Tyson Williams looked fantastic. Oh, Nine yeah, for 65 and a touchdown. And by the way, uh, have him carry the ball more, uh, please, uh, because I don't think Latavius Murray looked very good last night. Oh, and, and I just, I'm, I'm not, bu- I'm not buying. Well, I mean, you tell me. He was he in the late Dyson. game situation. He got the late game carries though. Well, I think you know, here's the thing for me, right? It's like give me like Tyson Williams only had nine carries. I think that's a problem. Like they're a run heavy team, and I think the numbers should go up for him. But like Latavius Murray is a fine goal line guy, but I I would make it very clear. Tyson Williams is my primary back. Latavius Murray or fill in the blank on your second back is my goal line or in short situations where I got to get something because Tyson, you can't bench what he just did. Bryson week two. Oh, yeah, no, I just don't, don't see him. He, I mean, I he's still going to be a part of the offense. He, he needs to get more than nine carries. And, you know, I think that in terms of Lamar, look, I'm disappointed. There's no other way to put it. I'm yeah. somebody who's advocated for Lamar Jackson, Bryce as well. And I was disappointed. I was disappointed with the fact that he lost two fumbles in this game. That's not very Lamar-ish. You know, he's a guy that you can normally trust to make sure he's reliable with the football. And I also think that this is a team, Bryce, that, you know, they're putting a lot of pressure on him. And I think at moments he was trying to take it all himself rather than trusting in the certain players in certain situations. And granted, Bryce, I think another part to this was the offensive line stank. Villanueva looked awful against Crosby. But the way that I see it is I just think Baltimore is going to get back in the groove. I'm not worried about it. And I'm, I'm not going to overreact to what the Raiders did. It's a good win. It's a good win. But no part of me thinks differently about their long term. I'm not crazy about the Raiders this season, but it was a good win for them to get. Next up, uh, we'll discuss... Uh, Seattle versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, and I'm going to start off with this one. Uh, I'm, I'm on. starting off. I'm starting off uh, with this one. On. Very, very uh, eager. On. Very eager to start off this one. Uh, you yeah. know, this 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 was obviously, you know, the fact that they lost by 12 points and gave up 28 points, that's legitimate concern. Uh, you know, but I think the defense is good enough and they get it figured out. It was a horrible first half. And I just I, I think that's what they're going to figure out. Uh, but the offense is just, it, 
I don't know what I could have told you. I could have called this. Look, the way that I see this is the Indianapolis Colts offensively could not separate. They could not separate. The receivers could not separate when it matters. They do not need Jonathan Taylor to be their leading reception getter. This is a team, Bryce, that needs to get some outside perimeter play from the wideouts. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. They didn't get it enough. And the other thing that bothers me here is the offensive line looked like hot garbage. Seattle invested in their defensive line, but they're not in. They're not stars they're not like like i'm not sitting here bryce and saying benson myoa is a star defensive lineman but he's a depth guy he's a depth guy but he shouldn't be killing this indianapolis colts team you know guys like that should be blocked and protected the colts have built their team from the trenches look the way that i see this is i think this this is an offense that has some concerns for me particularly on the line some outside perimeter play I'm not concerned about the defense because I think Seattle is going to be a top five offense this season. I'm not remotely concerned about the defense. I think they're going to get it figured out. They put together the perfect game plan. <laughs> I mean, they put, they put together the perfect game plan. Every guy played really well that you would have expected to do really well, right? So I'm not terribly concerned, uh, but we'll see. Bryce, what do you, what do you have on this? Well, I mean, starting with my Colts, I mean, yeah, the offensive line looked absolutely atrocious. It, it seems like Ryan Kelly got the bag and just decided to dip out. You know, it did, he was just flat out awful. Or Braden Smith, Braden Smith. Is that what uh, Braden, you meant? Braden Smith? Uh, Braden Smith. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, Braden Smith. Uh, I yeah. mean, did uh, who did I say? Who yeah. did I say? You said Kelly, Kelly. Right? Oh, well, Kelly, Kelly got beat on, on Kelly. the front by, by somebody you no one's even heard of. Monet, Monet well, is beating okay, you. But- you're you're Kelly, you're fine. a top He's you're fine. a you're a top center in the league, and you get beat by a guy named Brian Monet. I've never even heard of this guy. Now move I've on, never move on, him. move on. Move okay, on. Kelly's good. The, the other move the on. other issue for me is, is we need Eric Fisher back asap, asap, <laughs> because Julian Davenport is hot, hot garbage as well. He was getting absolutely murdered on the left side, and, and you know what? I mean, poor poor Carson Wentz. And, and let me tell you something, Caleb. Carson Wentz played a great game, a great game. He didn't turn the ball over. Okay. He, he was efficient. He was 25 of 38. He had two touchdowns, beautiful balls. He, he was on the run again, though. We, we, we promised him that we would protect him and we didn't do it. We didn't do it. It flat out. And you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad that, that, Frank Reich has actually grown some balls and he's oh, come on, stop it. Stop it. Stop no, it. No, I won't stop. No, he called out the offensive line. It was garbage. The defense was garbage. Oh, that that secondary, the secondary without, without Xavier Rhodes was absolute garbage. Our safeties, our safeties just let Tyler Lockett blow the top off and, and, and get big plays. He's like that. Good. It's embarrassing. Oh, it's embarrassing. No, this are, is, no, no. The Colts go out there and, and they hype themselves up. And, and Darius Leonard is, 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 is like a hypocrite almost to me right now. OK, we give him the bag. OK, sure. Did he cause the fumble against Chris Carson? Yes. Amazing play. Great play. And that's what we pay him for. But it's about time you take ownership of that defense and you get them to play better or you get them off the field. OK, you better start walking the walk instead of talking the talk, Darius Leonard. Sure. Yeah, I'm looking at you. I I'm love you, to death. you. I love you to death, bro. I love you to death. But tighten it up. <laughs> tighten it up. Please. Also, Russell Wilson looks like MVP Russell Wilson. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that defense dominated. Chris Carson looked good, too. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm upset, Caleb. I'm upset. What can I say? <laughs> I, I'm just going to counter with one thing. I think Frank Reich is a really good coach. And trust but he is a good coach. He is a good coach. But he needs to light a fire under their tails, they, bro. Okay. They <laughs> Enough. Enough. I think they will. I think they will do what's necessary. The thing I, quit looking like a bum on the sideline oh, with your oh, You look oh. like a bum. Your defense played like the way you look, like bums. Okay. I'm not letting, I'm not letting you get away with that. Look, this is, a, this is a Colts team that, that's going to get it figured out. I'm not buying into the fact this team only put it. They, they're, they're a good enough team to get through this. You know, I think this is a, not a tough week in week two for them. I don't like the fact, I don't think they won that game, but I, I think that, you know, for the Colts, you know, they just had a tough start. I think Seattle's the real deal. They've obviously fixed some stuff on their offense. And, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that, that moving forward, this is going to be a very entertaining team in Seattle. And I think for the Colts, it's just going to be progress, right? One week at a time, trusting in what you've been building on all this. Time. Next up. Arizona against the Titans, which Bryce mentioned a lot about that game and get the sack, uh, but I'll come in and I'll just, I'll, I'll say something and he can add on to what I'm saying. I think with this game, it comes down to flat out the Tennessee Titans not investing in their defense. The Tennessee Titans didn't invest in their defense and they got paid for it. They, they, they didn't really do a lot to their secondary, which I thought was a legitimate problem. And they did enough to their front, their, their front four, but they paid it to the wrong type of guys. Right. Bud Dupree was not even a top two to three pass rusher on the Steelers, but they went out and the Tennessee Titans think he's a number one guy. I don't buy that. Okay. I don't buy that. The the, the Arizona Cardinals had some plays where it definitely seemed like the offensive line looked a little scattered and Kyler Murray was just making this amazing trick play. And I get all that. Uh, But to me, it's the flat out efficiency of this group. They came out and had a fantastic game. Chase Edmonds, really nice performance. 12 carries, 63 yards, four receptions, 43 yards. That's the type of numbers you're looking for. DeAndre Hopkins eating lunch is exactly what you're wanting for. Six for 83, two touchdowns. Christian Kirk surprised me as well with the 70 and two touchdowns. They have a legitimate and deep wide receiver room. And I think that's encouraging for Kyler Murray. They've got an offensive line. Rodney Hudson is going to get that straightened out. There were some plays that I was a little bit concerned with, but overall I'm not too worried about their offense. I think they put a lot of pressure on Kyler Murray and I still do, but I think once they start getting that going, things are going to work out in their favor. But that defense, that defense is the most underrated defensive unit in football. They were top, they were a top 10 defense last year in DVOA. This is a team in the Arizona Cardinals that has a chance to be a top six defense in the national football league. If their players hit, they've got two elite pass rushers, the, the young guys on this team, I mean, holy crap. Isaiah Simmons goes out. He gets seven tackles oh, in this game. Buda Baker looks great. Byron Murphy looks great. This is a team that is looking to make a legitimate push, Bryce. They're sick and tired of all the naysay, and I like it. But here's my problem. Cliff Kingsbury. How much, Bryce Shaddy, can you rely on Cliff Kingsbury to ride on this momentum? Because Arizona had a hot start last year, and then it went right down to the wire when it really which wasn't that good. 
Yeah, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is a big question mark, of course. Uh, but I mean, down the stretch, you also saw Kyler Murray, who was clearly hurt. He wasn't listed on the injury report, but you could honestly tell that that something was wrong. And I think that played a big part in some of their losses down the stretch. I think if if you keep Kyler Murray healthy, I think Cliff Kingsbury, you know, he's got more experience under his belt. What is this th- year three, Caleb, I believe? Um, or three or four. Yeah. So, I mean, he's yeah. got some experience. He's yeah. playing in one of the toughest divisions in football uh, in the NFC West. I mean, I think we can all agree with that. Uh, so I, I think, I think this might be the year that they put it together. They they get into the playoffs. Um, you know, they, they added some, some things on offense. They added some things on defense uh, for me, Arizona secondary is still a question mark. Uh, but I think this is a really big confidence boost because think about this. You just held a wide receiving core that consists of A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. You just held them to 13 total points and only seven receptions for what is it? Uh, I believe it's about 78 yards and a touchdown. You just held them to that. Incredible, incredible work. Incredible work. Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph. Yeah. uh, Incredible work. (laughs) Vance Joseph. I mean, (laughs) I mean, that he came out and has really put together a masterful game plan and it's going to be encouraging. I'm very excited to see how they do it in week two. Can they ride off of this? Can they build off of the performance like this? Uh, Because they're the real deal, man. And Tennessee, holy cow, do I have my issues? Oh, if they if, if they can't run the ball, what is this team? Oh, well, that's, a legitimate that's, the, question. that's the question we've been asking for the past two years, Caleb. If they yeah. get behind it, one, if they get behind, they're screwed. If they can't establish Derrick Henry, they're screwed. And not to mention they lost their, uh, their offensive coordinator off Arthur Smith. And he's now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. which they got off to a really bad start. And, and now, but you add these offensive talents and yeah. you can't even figure out the identity of your team because you, you still ran Derrick Henry 17 times. Yep. But you never got him going. No, he didn't even score a touchdown. Yeah, that's and and this is not a. It's a, obviously Watt and Jones are legit, but the middle of that defense, particularly the middle of that defensive line, defensive tackle play, that's not necessarily the greatest suit of the Cardinals. They should have had a nice day running the football, and they didn't. And that has me worried, uh, but I'm not worried about the receivers. I'm just not. No, they're, I am, they're gonna, but they're I gonna, am worried about Vrabel calling out Julio Jones. I mean, we're no, already starting too. that week one No, I, for, I, for a 15 yard penalty. I mean, really? Yeah. That's no, what no, we're I doing. Mean, I think, I think there's obviously something that's going on that we don't know about, but you know, Julio is a guy that has always stepped up when it matters. I have no doubt in my mind that he'll come in and he'll produce. And it's the same way with AJ Brown. I have no doubt in my mind. He'll come in and produce. I just, I think that Tennessee will get this, somewhat situated. It may not be in the next week, but I think they will get it situated. We will see progress from this team. They're too good. And honestly, they're in a horrible division because you're with the Houston, Houston, Texas and the Jaguars. They should be able to win those games. The only team that should give them a problem is the Colts. And that's it. And that's it. Next up, Chicago against the Rams. Rams came out in the Sunday night football showing and absolutely demolished Chicago. Matthew Stafford, Threw it and threw it all over, Bryce. This past defense of the Chicago Bears, they had no hope. They had no nothing. Chicago Bears just completely struggled. 14 points. Rams put up 34 on them. 34, 14. 
I mean, Bryce, this was just a dominant performance from the Rams. Am I right? I, you know, this this yeah. just looked like the team that we thought was going to be a legit Super Bowl threat. Yeah, I mean, let's look at this. I mean, I mean, you could just see. I mean, Matthew Stafford couldn't quit smiling, even when he was on the field. He couldn't quit smiling. I mean, he was hitting wide open receivers. Everything was so easy for him. He only took one sack. Okay, he was twenty of twenty six. 321 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. Are you kidding oh, me? Yeah. Not to mention he had Daryl Henderson jr. That ran 16 times for 70 yards. Stepped up to the plate. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, this is, this is Matt Stafford's dream. Oh, oh, and, and he's got one of the best defenses in the league. He, yeah. He's got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on his team on the other side of the football. I mean, the guy, the guy's in football heaven. I mean, He's got the, the sneaky little slot receiver who we all forgot about, Cooper Cup, who just makes an impact anytime nice. he's on the field. Seven receptions, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Van Jefferson looking to take a massive step this year. I agree. Uh, I- which, again, very underrated pick in the draft. I thought he had a yep. good rookie campaign. No, he wasn't, you know, uh, Justin Jefferson or CeeDee Lamb or, or guys like that. But he, he sure. still made plays last season. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they let go Gerald Everett. They, they got Tyler Higby involved uh, with some, some nice design plays. I mean, yeah. th- these guys, the Rams are, are going to be up there. I mean, they, they were actually, for me, I thought they were fun. And McVay said, yeah. even McVay was smiling. He's like, when you have a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, the playbook is unlimited. So not only, I, I feel like we're going to get mm. that first year when Sean McVay took over. And everything mm. was like new and oh my yeah. goodness, like he's this boy wonder. Now he's yeah. going to unlock the rest of his playbook because he has Matthew Stafford. Mm. And it's mm. going to be like the first Sean McVay season based on what I saw right here. That's fair. I mean, it looked incredible. But, you know, yeah. one thing, Bryce, I, I wanted to talk about and we can get in from the Bears perspective. Whole lot of people were, do- were no, a lot of people from the Ram. I'm mean, focusing on the Rams here. A lot of people were dogging on the offensive line. That offensive line sure held up, didn't it, Bryce? Yeah, it did. Only yes, one did. sack. Only one sack. And this was a team that kept saying over and over and over, you know, and had the media going over and over and over, like, man, they didn't fix anything in the offensive line. Well, that's not great. That's concerning. They didn't do anything in the draft. They didn't do anything in free agency. And this is a really good front four. And they only gave up one sack. With Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks on the other side. The offensive line answered the bell and that's not getting talked about enough, but it absolutely did. This is a team that was able to get balance when it needed. Daryl Henderson, you're spot on with, uh, I thought Robert Woods, that amazing touchdown grab at the end of the game was super fun. Uh, I thought that really led the charge in terms of just the night that this team was having. Uh, But for me, it's that they are replacing talent like nobody's business. Jordan Fuller, 11 tackles. You sure they're missing John Johnson? Taylor Rapp, 10 tackles. You sure they're missing a guy like John Johnson? And then I thought a guy that really stepped up and I'm very encouraged about is Kenny Young. Kenny Young was going sideline to sideline. He was all over the football field. I thought for me, Bryce, I honestly considered him as my defensive player of the week. I thought he looked that good. He, He just, he was all over the field. And that, could be a huge part of this Rams defense, getting second level production, getting guys. You're obviously getting it from the defensive line. You're getting it from the secondary, but who in the second level can do that? Look like young could do that for them. 
But from Absolutely. the Bears' perspective, I'm not going to try to hit on the whether Justin Fields or Andy Dalton. Should st- I, I, that's just getting annoying to talk about. It's getting repetitive at this point, Bryce. Uh, but Matt Nagy, uh, before I just, I, I, what are your thoughts? I, I mean, it just it did not look good from the Bears. They were not able to generate anything. It felt like every drive was impossible. Yeah, I mean, look, we need to quit playing around with the quarterbacks, okay? Uh, Matt Nagy teased us with Justin Fields. He came in, he threw two passes, completed both from 10 yards. Um, and then you had Justin Fields' red zone package where he he t- he kept himself and, and forced it into the end zone for one of their two touchdowns. Just play Justin Fields. Stop messing around, okay? We, we've seen enough of Andy Dalton. We've seen what he can do or what he can't do, the lack thereof. He took three sacks. He completed 27 to 38 passes for 206 yards. You shouldn't have 206 yards on 27 completed passes, Caleb. It's unacceptable. And, and then the pick that he threw as well in the end zone. I just, just stop, just stop messing around. And, and that bears defense is not what that bears defense was a couple of years ago. Okay. You let Kyle Fuller walk. Eddie Jackson looked completely lost uh, in that wow. game. Jalen Johnson didn't play that well. Uh, that that secondary is just atrocious. It's I'll defend. Can I? Can I? I, I don't know. I don't know how don't you're going to defend it, it but, but can sure, I, I'll listen. Well, you're going to be deflated if you don't believe in your quarterback. Sure. Okay. You're going right. to be deflated. If, you know. I'll go with I think. I'll go with I think. To be completely honest with you, first drive of the game. What does Chicago do? They throw a pick. They're already down. There are. They went. They had confidence going into the game. They had a great start. Montgomery had the really long run and turnover turnover. And Bryce, this is, I don't think they're as good as they were last season. I do not think the Rams defense was as good as they were last season, but I still think they're a good unit. That in general, that start that was already deflating from the jump. And if you're just putting your defense in uncomfortable situations and they don't trust the quarterback to lead the offense efficiently, are you giving as much effort? I mean, that's a legitimate question. Like I, there, there are things that the guys in that room, I have no doubt in my mind. If you anonymously said, Hey, Clomac, who's the, who, who do you, who is the better quarterback? Are you kidding? I, I think they all would know, Bryce. I think they all yeah. know. I just think they're not. I think they know. I think players know players recognize when a player, when that, when that guy is that dude. And I, for me personally, um, I think it stems from the fact that they were giving Andy Dalton the chance. I think the Bears defense uh, is going to need to get some motivation. And I think the motivation is that they can trust their quarterback. I, they can't trust Andy Dalton. They can't trust him. And while I think the Bears defense isn't as good as they've been three years ago, I think they're certainly better than they were in week one. I just thought the Rams offense just did whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, a game I really liked. Los Angeles Chargers against the Washington football team. I, I really liked this matchup, Bryce, in a lot of ways. Uh, let's look at it from the Chargers perspective first. You know, I thought that this was a game here from the Chargers where, you know, everybody was sitting there like, okay, what are we seeing with the new coaching staff? What is Brandon Staley going to draw? up? What are we seeing from Joe Lombardi? And how is he going to translate this Saints offense with a more talented, deep throwing guy in Justin Herbert? And my gosh, I thought the Chargers had it rolling with a legitimate balanced attack. I thought Mike Williams looked really good. And yeah. I think for the Chargers moving forward, like this is a, this is an encouraging start. It gives you some hope considering how we felt about Washington's 
defense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Justin Herbert coming off the, the amazing rookie campaign uh, looked look pretty decent, I would say. I mean, 31 of 47, 337 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Um, you know, they, they again, facing a very tough Washington defense. Eckler, um, you know, he's back. He's kind of dealing with the hamstring a little bit. 15 carries, 57 yards and a touchdown. Um, but I, what's what's encouraging for me is the receiving core. You know, Keenan yeah. Allen's going to be good. Do what Keenan Allen does. Yeah. Um, he led the team in targets, 13. But what I thought was interesting for me, Caleb, is when you have a healthy Mike Williams, mm. okay, you can give Mike Williams 12 targets. And that's what they did. They gave him 12 targets. He caught eight of them for 82 yards and a touchdown. That's super encouraging. If Mike Williams can stay healthy, this could be one of the best wide receiving cores in the NFL. I mean, I, I, I agree. I, seriously. I agree. Yep. Seriously. Yep. And then you bring in gadget guys like Jalen Guyton and KJ Hill. Mm. I mean, guys yep. that can just blow the top off the defense. I think it's super interesting. Again, I felt like they just played a really tough defense and, and they found a, they found a way to grind out a win, which was kind of the knock on the chargers last year, right? They'd lose yep. close games. Yep. So they won a close game. Albeit they, you know, they ended up playing a backup quarterback, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a minute. But sure. I mean, that defense coming together. Kenneth Murray. We talked about Kenneth Murray in our yep. preview. Yep. Yep. 10 tackles, six solo. Yep. Derwin All James finally how uh, yeah. Der- Derwin James finally healthy. And then you have your your rookie, your second round steal, Asante Samuel yep. Jr. Yep. Third, third mm. in tackles as a cornerback. Massively great third. Right. Massively so I, I I'm encouraged by the Chargers. They're they're playing a, in a tough division as well in the AFC West. And I think these guys are going to get better. I'm excited to watch what the Chargers do this year. I agree. Um, are they a playoff team? Possibly. 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 I'm it's not, not going to say lock it in, but very possible. If they can win some close games, very much so. I agree. Very much so. Uh, the optimism should be there for, for their fans. They, they should be very intrigued by what this team was able to do against the legitimate Washington defensive line. The offensive line looked fantastic. Oh, the Chargers reinvested oh. in their the Chargers reinvested in their offensive line and oh. it paid off in their 20 to 16 win. Oh. Rashawn Slater looked insane. Oh. He came out and had a game that many just just loved. I mean, there's oh. no other way to put it. Corey Lindsley was obviously a huge factor, giving the team some veteran leadership when it mattered. You know, that is encouraging for this team. And when you look at what they can be. If you have a guy in Rashawn Slater who didn't allow a sack, didn't allow a hit, didn't allow a pressure, didn't allow a hurry, that is a good sign. The Chargers reinvested in their off. They switched some things up. They had a shaky year, but they went out and made the right moves to their offensive line. They plugged in the right pieces. And I think it's going to work. I'm not going to call them like a top five unit, but I think it works. They're getting better. They've clearly tried to address that. And I think that is super encouraging for Charger fans because it's going to make Eckler a better running back once he gets off this injury. I, I think the defense, uh, I, that is what I'm happy about, man. I am happy that Derwin James looks healthy and looks like a top safety in this league. I am happy that Joey Bosa is going out and sacking people once again. That is good for the National Football League to see a guy of that talent out on the field. And, and I agree with you on Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray Sideline to sideline is so fast, so quick. He was so hyped up coming out of Oklahoma and had every right to be. But man, that rookie season was hard. He got hurt. It's like, okay, man, just want to see him back on the field. 
And man, did he deliver Bryce leading yeah. that defense in the middle. He could set up Bryce for a solid second year. I'm absolutely. talking legitimate, solid year. And th- this game absolutely, absolutely made that clear to me that he is looking to do so. Next up, yeah. Washington football team, which clearly Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, was out. He's out on the IR, which then meant that Taylor Heineke came in and performed 11 for 15, 122 yards and a touchdown. And Bryce, this was an offense. Let's focus on the offense here first. Obviously, Fitzpatrick is out. Heineke in. And Gibson, 20 carries. I'm kind of shocked to get 20 carries. 20 carries. And this is a team in Washington that I'll be very curious to see what they look like come week two. Because, I I mean, at that point, when you're trying to put in Heineke in week one, just like kind of when you didn't expect it, you know, that's hard. Every player's got to adjust. Your game plan's adjusting. Curtis Samuel went on IR when he probably didn't expect it. Like, the Washington football team has some adjustments they're going to make. But the fact that they only lost by four, I'm not mad at that. Are you? No, not at all. And, and you know what? I mean, losing the quarterback. Look, Taylor Heineke can play. So let's not act like he's some garbage quarterback. I think he can actually yeah. play. Yeah. I really do. And he yeah. has a connection with Logan Thomas. Um, yeah. which I think Logan yeah. Thomas is going to have a good season. I, I mentioned that in our preview. Um, but, but I think, you know, Caleb, you said you're surprised that Gibson had 20 carries. I think a lot of I those am. carries came after Ryan Fitzpatrick went down, but I also feel like Washington is committing to the run game. I think Antonio Gibson is a really good running back. Um, I think he's going to have a breakout season. Again, he faced a tough defense, a defense that, that is, that has been coached with toughness. Um, but what I love about Washington is that they're finally committing to Gibson, right? He outtouched JD McKissick uh, twenty to one. He they have Jarrett Patterson. He outtouched uh, Gibson. Outtouched him twenty to two. Uh, they're finally committing to Gibson, and especially Gibson in the passing game. He had five targets. Um, he caught three of them for eighteen yards. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting what they do with Heineke if they're just going to let him go out there and play, or if they're just going to be conservative offensively. In my opinion, I think you let the kid go out there and let it rip. Okay. You got Terry McLaurin for a reason. Okay. When Curtis Samuel comes back, that passing game is going to look different as well. And then this defense is is just full of studs. Full of just absolute studs. I mean, Bobby McCain, John Bostick, Kendall Fuller, William Jackson, the third, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Cameron Curl coming off the rookie season, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young. I mean, Guys that are just legitimate defensive players. They uh, this was just a grinded out football game, and the Chargers found a way to grind it out to grind it out and get a win. I, I don't think Washington has anything to to hang their head about. And Caleb, we're going to discuss Washington in, in our Thursday night preview. So uh, you know we're going to talk about them a little bit more and, and where they go coming off this loss. And I will tell you right now, Bryce, I am excited to talk about Washington in our Thursday night preview. I'm not going to get too deep into it. I thought you nailed it on the head with Washington, but man, I'm going to call out somebody on Washington to be better because I'm oh, telling okay. you right now, I think I agree with you hundred percent with their offense and the way that it was approached. But next week, I think you need to see some massive, massive improvement.
you know, but with Washington in general, right, we know what they're capable of offensively. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm going to call out on this preview that we have at the end of the show. There is no question I'm calling. I know exactly. I guarantee you can think of him, Bryce, but I'm going to save it till later. When we talk about that Thursday night game. Next up, uh, we got Miami and New England. As many called it, the Alabama Bowl. Many called it the Alabama Bowl because, well, Tua Tagovailoa and Mac Jones face each other. And the Miami Dolphins pulled that one out 17 to 16. It was a uh, a battle where offenses weren't necessarily the greatest thing since sliced bread. It was not the uh, typical, uh, you know, gun it out, sling it out type of game, physical game. Uh, guys, really, these defenses stepping up in big time ways. Uh, but, you know, I, I am going to take it in this direction. And I'm going to start with the New England Patriots. Win the game. Win the game. Yeah, you're yeah. up to be a top five. You're a top five. You're a top. Everybody's sitting there kissing, kissing up. They're saying New England Patriots are legitimate this year. They said the New England Patriots are a, a team that's a top threat. Are they? Are they? I mean, Damian Harris had 23 carries for 100 yards, but I just think they should have won this game. Like, I thought, to be honest with you, this, this is indicting to a team that made all of these moves in the offseason. They made all of these decisions in the offseason. You knew you were going to face. Bill Belichick knew he was going to face the guy that he basically tutored in Mr. Flores, and you didn't win at home. And you didn't win at home. I'm not, but I think Mac Jones, 29 of 39, 281 yards. He had a better day. He had a solid debut. He had a better debut than probably any of the other rookie quarterbacks. But the thing for me that's just completely concerning is this is a this is a team that that is clearly how you're going to win games. You're going to 17 points in a perfect world is probably what they want from their defense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. win a game. Like I mean, I don't have too much more. I know it's basic analysis, Bryce. I know that's so hard, but like they should have just won the game. They're at home. They're projected to be this great team because they have a top legitimate quarterback prospect, and they invest in the offensive line. Where were they? Where were they? Win the game to me. Bryce, what are your thoughts? No, I totally agree with you. I mean, you can't really put this on the defense. They held them to 17 no. points. They got they got a turnover. Um, yeah. Well, they had what? what uh, they had about uh, – they only forced one turnover. So, I mean, maybe you, you demand a little bit more there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to offense. And, again, Mac Jones didn't play awful. Uh, they established no. the run game. Uh, that, I, I mean, that's that. very clear. You just have I to finish drives. They kick three field goals. Yeah. That's if you exactly finish that. at least one of those drives, you win the game. Period. Yep. Period. You got, you got yep. it. You have to finish drives. Um, yeah. There's no yeah. sense. I mean, Miami still can't figure it out on offense. Yes, they face a tough defense, but you, they still can't figure it out. Tua still is making bad decisions. You saw the interception. You saw the video of the interception, right? Yes, I did. What are you doing? What are you doing? I, I, I it don't. Was, I, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It wasn't. You good. just need to throw to Jalen Waddle the whole time. Is that what you need to do? I mean, it, my it, goodness. It felt like he was looking at him the whole time on every play I, I was seeing in that game. It just like when when they were trying to get it to Jalen Waddle, it didn't feel like he was looking at anybody else. Um, oh, my goodness. It, it just it felt very one read from Tua. And I just you just can't be that national football. Like, teams will eat you up. No, um, yeah, I can't. thought that I thought the running game was disappointing. 
uh, nine of 49. I just think, uh, you know, if you're well, going to run this tough, man, that it is, tough, is tough. But I, I just, for me personally though, Bryce, you don't want to put the game on tag Viola. You want to be able to get it to where I just think I understand they had a couple, you know, a lot of three and outs. This game was not, you know, the greatest, but I just, I just think you have to be able to develop some sort of consistency there. Like nine for 49 from Gaskin. Um, I think Malcolm Brown uh, is a solid back. I'm hoping they can do a little bit better for me next week, depending on their matchup and just kind of how they see fit. Uh, but the encouraging part for me was Devonte Parker. A lot of people were casting him out. Many thought, well, they picked up Fuller, they picked up Waddle. That means Parker's done. Clearly not. Devonte Parker went for 81 yards on four catches. And I think he looked fantastic. And I think that should be encouraging that Miami has three weapons that they can go to on the outside that can make plays. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Mike Kosicki, where are you at? Yeah, show up, bro. Oh, hey, what? you also dropped a dud for me in fantasy and cost me my week. Okay, no, no, one, no one can't. No one can. You clown. <laughs> Guess guess who's hitting the waiver wire this week? Mike Gesicki. No, no, you, you leave it, leave it alone, leave it alone. Mike Gesicki, Mike Gesicki is just a better player than that. He's just a better player than that. I'm not going to let Bryce just get on about all this other stuff. I'm refusing that. I think Mike Gesicki's a fine player, but I think that Gesicki definitely could have. You know, I don't. It, there obviously wasn't a lot of involvement there. I I couldn't figure out the whole situation, but it just makes me wonder, like, what? How do they view him? Uh, I felt like they kind of were trying to hype him up the last couple of years and they didn't really use him, man. That felt a little weird to me. Uh, as we, I think, to be honest with you, Bryce, what won this game um, is just the threat, the threat of the Miami secondary for a quarterback. When you have to face Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, I mean, that is a nightmare. That is a nightmare. You can... If you're a defense, if you're Miami, you can isolate those guys and let them be in an island. And for some, you know, for some teams, they don't obviously for most teams, they don't have two guys like that. But Miami is Miami does. And that allows that front of the defense to focus on stopping the quarterback, stopping those short yard games. I thought to me, just their threat, their overall impact, what they both can bring to the table made this game significant for me. I think Miami moving forward should feel really really good about this win. I think they can build off of it. It's just, I feel like you want a little more from Tua. Tua definitely needs to step up more. Uh, I'll be curious to see what goes on in that game. Next up, Green Bay and the Saints. And my gosh, this was a butt kicking. And Bryce, I'm, I'm just going to let you do this. I feel like you're great with the butt kicking. What do you think about this? Oh, well, so Caleb, if I told you that Aaron Rodgers... 38 only- to 3 butt kicking. Yeah, 38 to 3 butt kicking. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> are you playing this season or not? Okay. If you're going to phone it in and do this bull crap and give us this, just don't play. Just say, trade me. Forget what I said. I don't want to be here. Just trade me or shut down for the season and get out of the way. Okay. This is not Green Bay Packer football. If you would have told me that Aaron Rodgers would be held to three points ever, ever. I'm not talking about the season. I'm talking about ever. I would have laughed at you. I would have said, no way. You must have faced the, the best, the 85 Bears defense. There's no way. Well, guess what? Here we are against the Saints at a neutral site. Jacksonville, Florida. They didn't even play in New Orleans. This is a joke. 
Aaron Jones, five carries, nine yards. Joke. You're a joke. Oh, 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 Aaron Rodgers. I, I really want Randall Cobb. Okay, we'll get you Randall Cobb. All right, Randall Cobb. Let, let's see what your stat line is. It's got to be good, right? It's got to be good. Oh, one reception, 32 yards, one target. Mm. Glad you proved a point there, Aaron. Enjoy your 38 to three butt kicking and enjoy the bottom of the division for a while till you can figure it out. It's embarrassing. By the way, Jameis Winston looked outstanding. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. The Green Bay Packers, it was, it was humiliating. I, I just, I'm not still overly, like, I'm not overly concerned, but your Rogers point is spot on. Like, you know, where is he, you know, mentally, you know, it just seemed like he just didn't feel like being there. And, you know, you said you were all right. And, you know, it didn't seem like it. Right. So uh, I just, I think if Aaron Rodgers is really there for this team on Monday night, we're going to see a great game. Uh, but, you know, I thought it was really disappointing uh, to say the least that this Packer team only got three points and, and then they just, they got nothing from everybody else. Just Devontae had five for 56 and basically only had it on one catch. It was a 31 yard catch. So other than that, it was just kind of like not an insane amount, but from the green Bay perspective, it's just like, you are like, you have no, I mean, just losing by that much is just inexcusable. And you know, if you lose, you lose, but you shouldn't lose by 35. I know that. And I, I, I think it's very, it's a game where you got to check the locker room. There's no doubt about it. You got to check the locker room and you got to see what the group of men you got. But if I'm the Saints, I'm sitting there. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying right now, Bryce. I, I came up to this conclusion and you know how I feel about Sean McVay. You know how I feel. You know, I'm a guy that loves, you know, loves, loves McVay, loves him as an offensive mind. I think Sean Payne's the best offensive mind in football. Oh, 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 wow. Okay. And I'm, and I'm locking it in. Oh, wow. I'm locking it in. Wow. This was absolutely outstanding for them to do what they did. Sean, Sean Payton just has a track record. Just going back to every quarterback he's ever coached of adjusting the offense. What I watched was just gorgeous. It was gorgeous. It was it was like one of those things that's just like inject this into my vein type stuff. Like Winston's ability to throw the ball down the field. Did, did Winston look more mature to you? He just looked mature. Helps when you have a great coach who can put you in great spots. No, I agree. And, and, and the lack of pass rush obviously yeah. helps too. But I mean, Jameis, uh, let me give you this stat line. Okay, you should it, be comfortable with this offensive line though. Let's, oh, not, I agree. let's not ignore no, I, that. I totally agree. I totally agree. Okay. Listen okay. to this. Okay. I'm just going to give you this. Okay. He was 14 of 20 for 148 yards. That sounds mm. like a, a, the team that would lose 38 to three, right? Sure. Okay. But 14, okay. Five of those passes that he completed were for touchdowns. Five mm. out of the 14. Wow. Yeah, that's a good point. Talk about efficiency and only on 148 yards. Now, great. Now, let me just say, Caleb, let me shout out one, one receiver or one, one pass catcher for the New Orleans Saints. Okay. I need to shout out Juwan Johnson. Two incredible catches for touchdowns. That first one, outstanding. And that second one, it, it, was, it was a little overthrown, but he caught that boy. Yeah. I mean, just, it, uh, amazing. Amazing. I, I was yeah. thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. Fair. Is it, is Fair. It yeah. He, the part I just loved was there, they just creatively found ways to 
get things going with Kamara, obviously with the 20 carries, uh, Tony Jones, Jr. 11 carries 50 yards. I think that's a really encouraging thing for the saints. You know, they cut Murray to save some money, but Tony Jones doesn't look Tony all Jones, too bad. The sun. Shout out Notre Dame. Shout out Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tony Jones, Tony Jones, Jr. Definitely looking very sharp. And, you know, for a team that, you know, in the saints that obviously didn't have Mike Thomas, um, man, Bryce, I, the guy that I think has a chance to be special is Jawan Johnson. My gosh, he stood out. He stood out. That big frame of 6'4", 230, was all, that play in the red zone was just gorgeous. And I just think that this is a, an offense that has a lot to get to grow and build off of. And you know, things that they can be really encouraged by. And it helps when you have such a dependable offensive line and an elite running back. Like I think Jameis Winston has never, Jameis Winston has never had elite running back play. Do you think Doug Martin was an elite running back? He was for about a year. I mean, for a year, but Peyton Barber though, like Peyton Barber, you you know, like this was a team that I think Winston just felt comfortable with what was in place. And it just showed. He just let it fly. That pass to Harris was fantastic. The defense, I thought, looked fan- really good. I thought the Saints just in general just played it smart, played it easy. Uh, they didn't try to do too much. And that's what you're wanting from this group. The Saints had a great group last season, and I think they were underrated coming into this season. I don't see why they can't put up another good defensive campaign again. Next up, we have none other than Cincinnati and Minnesota. A fun game. Fun game, absolutely. Fun game. Uh, back, you know, a game that Minnesota, you thought, uh, might have been able to pull it off, and then somehow Cincinnati uh, finds a way to win this game. This was my, uh, you know, if I had to kind of say, hey, what was your favorite, like, league pass type of game? Like, you know, in the NBA, people talk about that. It's like, okay, what's your, like, favorite, like, uh, you know, game that wasn't necessarily top of the top, but just good? Mm-hmm. That was definitely that game for me. That yeah. was a fun game. I absolutely. mean, you know, the Minnesota – you know, was down. They were down 14-7 at the half. Minnesota comes out second half, looked really good, goes for 17 points. Uh, and then, you know, Joe Burrow uh, coming off that injury had a fantastic debut, Bryce. And, you know, and I mean, I understand the sack numbers are a concern, and I'm not going to sit there and reiterate that because it's pretty much what we talked about when it came to the Bengals on our preview pod. But, I mean, the running game looked really good. And that's a credit to the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You can't run without a good offensive line play. They clearly did that. And, you know, Jamar Chase had a game where it's like, he just basically told haters to shut up. Just shut up. Just let, the, just let me get adjusted. Just let me get, let me get, let me get something going. I've been playing football in a couple years. Remember when I was the, one of the best prospects you guys ever saw? Well, yeah, I'm going to prove it to you again. And that's what happened with Cincinnati. They have, they, that was about as good of a performance as I think you could have asked for if you were a Bengal fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, here's the thing about Cincinnati. Yeah, they won the game. Joe Burrow looked pretty efficient, 20-27, 261 yards, two touchdowns. Joe Mixon finally looking like, you know, the Joe Mixon that everybody wants to see, 29 carries, 127 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Not to good mention to he it. had four receptions for 23 yards. I mean, yeah. 
I think this is good, but here's how I see Cincinnati long-term. Here's what we didn't talk about, Caleb, is Joe Burrow was sacked five times. Five times. Those start to wear on you. If it happens again, I mean, that gets the wear on you. Yeah. Right? That's fair. Uh, Other than that, though, the receivers look great. Uh, You know, Jamar Chase, uh, seven targets, five five receptions. I'd say that's pretty good. And uh, he snapped back at a lot of haters that said he couldn't catch, um, including myself. I thought that was a big problem. He had catches uh, or that he was dropping it. Um, my apologies, Mr. Chase. I, I thoroughly apologize for that. So there's that. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the defense didn't play bad for, for Cincinnati either. Um, you know, they yeah. held Dalvin cook in check pretty much all, all game one, uh, 61 yards. Um, sure. and they, uh, they forced the fumble basically that that was the game changer, Caleb, uh, that fumble and OT led to the Cincinnati, uh, field goal that won the game. I mean, that's the difference right there. Uh, yeah. there were no turnovers in that game until that, that Dalvin cook fumble right there. And Dalvin cook has had issues with fumbling in the past. So obviously he has sure. passed that. Yeah. There's no. There's no denying that. I mean, I think when it comes to this game, it's like Cincinnati, Cincinnati, obviously that offensive line is not ideal, but I mean, I think everybody knew that they were going to get pressure, you know, that Burrow was going to get pressure, but it's like, how are you going to answer that? Well, I mean, you answered it in the running game. You answered it by 29 carries and 127 yards from Joe Mixon. That's how you answered it. You, you, you gave him the ball. You didn't, try to get all cute and give P Ryan 10 touches. You said Joe Mixon at 29 carries. That's what I'm going to do. Right. And if you're Minnesota, you know, I don't think there's anything bad, you know, anything concerning about this loss. I'm not, I'm not, this is a very good team. I like the defensive front that they have. I think this is a game that honestly is going to help them moving forward. It's going to keep them in check. Well, it's I- going to make sure that they can, because this is a team with their core of stars that, that is just too talented to me to not figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, yeah. I mean, here's the thing too, uh, with Minnesota, I think this is, this was part of the issue for them last year too, is losing these close games. Yeah. Um, I, I think this yeah. is a game that they absolutely should have won in my personal 100%. opinion. Um, the other thing I, I this is kind of fun though. Uh, as much hype as Justin Jefferson got and rightfully so rightfully sure. so. Yeah. We completely forgot that Adam Thielen is still good. Okay. Yeah, we, 10 targets, yeah, people, 10 targets, yeah, yeah. nine receptions, 92 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. hundred percent. Justin Jefferson's going to get going guys. He's still at 71 yards on five catches. All right. Yeah. Let's settle down. Yeah. So okay. right. This is right. going to be one of the, this will be another top wide receiving core in the NFL. Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. Right. Relax. Exactly. I, right. Yeah. I, again, I do feel like Minnesota should have absolutely won this game though. I agree, I, but I'm not, they should have won I'm this not game. sitting there like concerned. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not like, concerned. I know a lot of people are worried about, you know, I, I, I know the Minnesota fans are tired of Zimmer. I get it. But like, I just, I just think they'll get it going. I trust in what they've got over there. Sure. Next up, uh, Jets and Panthers, a game I, I thought was very intriguing heading into the week. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to see, okay, how would the Jets offensive line look? How would Zach Wilson look? And then how would Sam Darnold look in his first game? And, uh, you know, it wasn't the greatest game of all time, Bryce. It wasn't anything ridiculous. It wasn't anything horrible to watch. Uh, but let's just start with the Panthers perspective here. Sam Darnold looked good. And you know, the thing I find really good 
Sam Darnold has an offensive line, man. <laughs> 24, yeah. 35, 279 yards sacked one time. And I get that it's the Jets. They don't have a great pass rush, but they still got some guys like Quinn Williams is a legitimate threat. It's not like we're talking about guys and just nothing there. And when, when you can have a guy like McCaffrey checking down, a guy like DJ Moore, who's just a machine in terms of getting open. Uh, There's just encouraging things. Terrence Marshall, I thought they looked for him. They targeted him. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I don't really understand that only three targets. I feel like there could have been more there. But the way that I see it is this is a strong win for a team that's just trying to figure some stuff out. Carolina has a great, has a very good defense. That showed. And I don't care who they played. That showed. You look at the stats and you can see why they are what they are. Bryce, did you see that Bryce? Did you see that Brian Burns hit? No, that I sack? didn't actually. Oh my gosh. He, uh, you, you got to look it up because I, I mean, that was just some butt whooping from Burns. Uh, and it just oh, gives man. you a reminder of what he has, the potential of the Panthers defense with him, Brown, Horn, Hassan Reddick. You know, Hassan Reddick, a lot of people thought would only be a one hit wonder. One and a half sacks no, against, falling, against falling the Jets still, to look very yeah. good. Shaq Thompson, 10 tackles, and an amazing pick. Amazing. Yeah, yeah very nicely like, done. Just super skilled player. Like, Absolutely. I, I don't know. I, I felt encouraged by the Panthers here. So, so let's focus on them, and then we'll get into the Jets, Bryce. Yeah, so, I mean, the Panthers, I mean, you, you welcome back Christian McCaffrey. He almost has 200 all-purpose yards, um, almost 100 yards receiving, almost 100 yards rushing. He's back. He didn't get in the end zone, but that's okay. Uh, you, you know, I think to your point, Caleb, I think Robbie Anderson should demand more targets. Um, you know, obviously I think the Jets probably put a focus on Robbie Anderson. Um, DJ Moore, uh, look for him. I, it looks like he's going to have a bounce back season. Uh, he had eight targets. He caught six of them for 80 yards. A uh, little bit of a down year last year after his little breakout season. And again, I, I, I'm going to continue with the trend. I think Terrace Marshall is going to be this year's Justin Jefferson. It's just going to take time. I think it's going to just, yeah. it, it's just going to take time, yeah. you know? Yeah. So um, I think they got a solid receiving core CMC, uh, your do all be all guy. Um, but that Carolina defense is young and they're getting better and they're going to be a problem for some teams. If you yeah, don't take, are. if you, if you take them lightly, I agree. I agree. Right? That's the bigger picture. This team yeah. should not be taken lightly. They could be the second best team in this division and they could make the freaking playoffs as far as absolutely. I'm Don't absolutely. Sleep. Yeah. So, I, I, and I like Matt rule as coach. I like, Rule. yeah, yeah. Uh, Bryce, uh, I'll have you go again. What do you think about the jets this week? What did you see? What did you not see uh, that, that got you a little concerned? Well, or, or, or I, uh, yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson, he's going to make mistakes, right? I mean, yeah. he threw the pick, but Shaq Thompson made a really good play on the ball. Okay. Straight <laughs> so up. Good. Straight up. He just made a good play on the ball. Yeah. But yeah, I tell you I what, the, uh, did you, did you see the Zach Wilson touchdowns, Caleb? Yeah, I did. Okay. 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 So the first one that he made on the run to Corey Davis on the oh, scramble drill. Oh yeah. Incredible oh, yeah. laser. Incredible yeah, laser. It was awesome. My goodness. I mean, uh, Zach Wilson can make plays. He looked like he belonged on the football field. I, I agree. I okay. Agree. It didn't look like he was scared. It was stay yep. in the pocket. And I'm yep. just going to take, he got sacked six times guys. Okay. I, I look, and but, he just lost Mackay Becton for yeah, four to six. Say, weeks. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come All right. So, I mean, it's going to happen. Okay. But yep. he's going to grow and he's going to get better. He showed you the flashes of talent 
in the very yeah. first game. Okay, Bingo. sometimes you don't even see those flashes of talent until later in the season. Bingo. Okay, they they couldn't establish the run game, which makes it that much harder for Zach Wilson. Okay, Tevin Coleman nine carries, twenty four yards. Ty Johnson four yards, fifteen uh, four carries, fifteen yards, and Michael Carter four carries, six yards, forty five yeah. yards total rushing. Forty five. Okay, they they couldn't establish anything there. Unbelievable. But Caleb, are we are we seeing Corey Davis become a wide receiver one like he said he would be? Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, I mean, he, it was it was fun to watch. Like, he I mean, good. you can't make and, and you know what? And here's the other thing. And, and to kind of flip it a little bit is like Corey. Zach Wilson thinks Corey Davis is wide receiver one because you aren't throwing those balls unless you have that much trust in Corey Davis to make a play. I mean, yeah, some of these throws absolutely. were just, you know, and that's that's just a part of it. I think the Jets should be excited about that duo. I mean, absolutely. I said at the beginning of the preseason, I think. Corey Davis has got a chance to be really good. This team, it seems like they want to use him efficiently and use him well. He's a big target. People forget he was a top five pick. People forget about that. He yeah. was a top five pick for a reason. You know, and Tennessee saw it a little bit in flashes. Uh, he did well in his role. Uh, but I think you could really see it with this Jets, with this Jets team. And, you know, as a defense, like 19 points, I'm not bad about my team. I'm not bad. Like you got Marcus May, you got CJ Mosley back after a couple years of one with the COVID and then the injury. Shaq Lawson in his first game on the defense. Yeah, they did lose Lamarcus Joyner, their veteran presence on that. They defense, did. So. They did. And I, that's a problem. That's I agree. That's a problem. But these are guys that I think can fight, and that's what matters. They're not just going to give up. The guys that I just mentioned are not just going to wave the flag. Okay, and that's mm-hmm. that's important for a Jets team. Robert Sala is going to have that team playing hard on defense. And I don't yeah, care he will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next up is the team that Robert Sala was on last year, the San Francisco 49ers, who honestly, I just thought to myself, holy cow, the 49ers are going to kick the Lions. I said I said to my friend who was gambling on, on uh, this weekend, I was like, I was like, dude, you bet hard on that San Francisco game. You bet hard because Detroit stinks, baby. They stink. And then all of a sudden, I'm just sitting there looking at the score and I'm just like, no, no way. No way. And I look at it again and I'm like, okay, this just doesn't make sense. You know, because they were up Bryce in this game substantially. It was not a situation. San Francisco was up in this game with a, a, I thought a very capable lead. I thought it really felt like they had it going, you know, in general, this was a team that in terms of their scoring, just seemed like they just weren't going to get stopped. 24 in the second quarter, seven in the first quarter. Uh, it just felt like they were unstoppable. And then second, second half, it just felt weird. But I honestly just think the San Francisco 49ers just tapped their foot off the, the pedal, you know, off that acceleration. Yeah. I don't think it had anything. To, and I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I think that's what they did. And, you know, I think that's how Detroit came back in the game. And you can't do that against an NFL team or an NFL team will make you pay. And I don't care how bad they are. Uh, But I'll tell you, the Niners have a lot of things to talk about, Bryce. And I think, you know, let's let's discuss that. You know, you saw Garoppolo. We saw Trey Lance. But we saw a a situation in the backfield we didn't expect. Raheem Mostert out for the season. Um, Eli Mitchell, 19 carries, 104 yards and a touchdown. Bryce, a lot of new faces on the Niners. Let's help the let's help the listeners, let's help the viewers understand what we're seeing. Oh, from yeah, I mean, I, well, Caleb, I'll tell you, I expected Raheem Mostert to to get hurt. I'm not first game of the season, but 
Um, he announced today that he's going to opt for season ending surgery. Yeah. So that's going to give some of these young guys an opportunity. Uh, you know, that Jeff Wilson, who had some good games for them last season, he's still out currently dealing with his injury recovery. So now you're going to see a guy we saw last season, Jamichael Hasey, uh, probably get some more carries. Uh, we have the Niners drafted two running backs. Okay, they drafted Trey Sermon out of Ohio State in the third round, who is a healthy scratch for week one. And then you have their seventh round pick, Elijah Mitchell, who got the bulk of the carries um, after Mostert went down and made the most of them. Absolutely yeah, made the most of them. Um, I think he'll continue to be a part of that offense. I think Hasty will as well. And I yeah. think Sermon, I, I think Sermon's going to suit up from here on out. Uh, I, I, I think we're going to see some Sermon uh, highly touted in camp. Um, in fact, uh, a lot of people thought that Sermon might end up being RB1 by the end of the season. And then we get the surprise healthy scratch in week one. Shanahan obviously knows something that we don't. Okay. Huh. Yeah, so that's fair. I, that's fair. I, I, do I think Sermon should be playing? Yes, absolutely. But yeah. did Eli- Elijah Mitchell is it would change your mind based on his performance against the Lions here. Um, 100% so agree. I think it'll be really interesting to see what they do with their backfield. Um, it's a fantasy football nightmare. Um, but for San Francisco, they see three guys that can come in and make plays out of that backfield. Uh, I mean, as far as receiving goes for San Francisco, Debo Samuel had himself a game. Yeah, he did. game almost 200 yards uh, receiving and a touchdown. George Kittle does what he does. Um, and then you, you got you see uh, Trent Sherfield uh, take uh, take targets yeah. away from Brandon Ayuk, who didn't have a single target and yeah, wasn't even that's... out there for half the snaps, which is shocking. I agree. Apparently, they attribute it to to Ayuk's hamstring injury, missed some time in camp. Sherfield really impressed the coaches I, I, and got yeah. the PT. So I think that's another thing to keep your eye on. Shanahan is moving personnel. He, he's doing things that we wouldn't think he would do. Uh, so I, I find that really interesting. Um, it's just something to keep an eye on. Shanahan feels like he's got a lot of toys to play with. And uh, I mean, we saw them on full display. He even brought in Trey Lance, uh, who mm-hmm. threw one pass and yeah. he threw a touchdown on it. Yeah. But please stop messing around. Pick one, please. Stop messing around like Nagy. Dumb. Well, you won. They won. That's uh, they won. It's different about Nagy. That's sure, just, fine, fine. But look, whatever. when it came when it came to the Niners in this in this game, a couple things came to mind. Um, everybody and their mother slept on Debo Samuel in the offseason. Everyone did. I, I mean, it's just it's just for the people who are following this game and who enjoy this game. I mean, why did everybody just fall in? I mean, I get it that Ayuk has got incredible physical skills. And a great second half season, but did we just forget how good he, the Debo Samuel is. 189 yards is fantastic. This is a guy that is a huge aspect of what this team wants to be with their creativity in the running game, their blocking, everything. And I'm not going to get into George Kittle because George Kittle does what George Kittle does. But that defense is the thing that I am really curious about, right? For Rhett, he's done for the season. This secondary. I, problems, 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 problems. That the corner position I am very concerned with on this team. When you're facing the Rams, when you're facing the Cardinals, when you're facing the Seahawks, you're facing elite receiver talent for at least six weeks, at least, not even getting into who else you could potentially play. I'm really worried about their secondary, uh, but I, I do think that this is a very good front seven, and I thought that showed. Uh, I thought Fred Warner looked really sharp. Uh, I thought that 
Nick Bosa did exactly what you would have expected him to do in his first game back, a sack and three tackles for loss. I, I thought that D Ford had a nice performance. He got back in the game. He got a sack. It's a team that, you know, has obviously put a lot into what they want to be a great defensive team. And, you know, the guys that I point to in order to make that happen for them is I think that Tart, Tequeezy Tart, and Jimmy Ward, those are the two pieces that I think change the defense and change the potential of this defense from just being good to being great. Can those two guys overcome the, the, the potential, really the unfortunate situation there at corner with the injuries? Like, I think they're good enough, but can they? Can they step up their game? That's the thing I'm excited about because Detroit didn't have anybody that was going to make those guys pay. Let's just, you know, unless you right. think Quintus Cephas is a legitimate number one, no, you're sorry. not, you're not sitting, you're not sitting there really that pleased. You know, TJ Hawkinson, fine. You know, eight for 97. He looked fine. DeAndre Swift looked fine. Jamal Williams looked fine. Those are check downs, right? Those are guys you're probably going down the field with. Okay. You know, the receivers to me are the key here. How are they going to do against a good receiver matchup? And if I'm the Niners, you know, I'm feeling like, okay, did I like that I had to, did I like that I kind of just put the brakes and felt comfortable? No, but they won. And, you know, that's a good enough thing for me. And Bryce, real quick, let's get into the Thursday night football game of this week. Like we always do. We always like to preview that because, well, that's just what we do. Uh, We got the New York Giants and Washington football team. And Bryce, I'm starting this out because I am calling out Scott Turner like no. Oh, wow. They, this is this is this is a situation to me where I just don't understand the play calling. I, I didn't understand the play calling in week one and I'm not going to. And it should change against the Giants. And I don't care uh, about they have a great secondary. James Bradbury is a good player, mm-hmm. but it's an absolute joke that you didn't get Terry McLaurin more involved. It's a joke. Terry McLaurin on this team should have double digit targets. Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin. I don't care the matchup. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. He, he is that important to that team. Like, why are we ignoring it? Like, and then I, I look at the passing numbers, Bryce, and I, I sit there and I think to myself, man, who else is really stealing targets? Who else is really taking away things for them moving forward? As I look at their week one performance and, you know, there were a couple things that came to mind, right? Like in 20, if they're going to make Gibson run 20, times a game, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. But, you know, I also think that JD McKissick is not a bad pass catching back. No, come on. In one come target on. is one target, one target is ridiculous. You should have no, more than one target. On, no. Have more than one target. You should have more than one target. There's no, no question about it. And I'm not I'm 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 also here I'm I'm here for the McLaurin Thomas duo, I think if Tom Thomas obviously has a connection with Taylor Heineke, that's just clear. So whatever you got to do to get that going, just do it. Uh, but I just think they need to be more creative, man. Yeah, McLaurin is too good of a player to only have four targets, not to mention he had four catches. So he didn't drop anything. So what are you doing? And, you know, I just, I, I there's a lot I'm, I'm hoping to see offensively and defensively. I don't really, I think they're going to put pressure on Daniel Jones. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to have a very miserable evening. Uh, there's just no other way to put it. He's going to have a miserable evening. He's going to have a miserable evening and a miserable day thinking about the game like you, Bryce, when you saw Ohio State lose to Oregon. Okay, he is going to okay, have a similar. Okay, he is going to have a similar okay. feeling. And that is that's important. And, and, and so, Bryce, what do you think about this game from the Washington Giants? 
Well, I, I think it's going to be an interesting game. We got our first division matchup in, in this sorry division. Um, it, it, Washington does have the home field advantage. Uh, this is not a game for Barkley to get back on track coming off that injury. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think Daniel Jones will be under pressure all evening. Um, give me Washington. I think they're going to play inspired behind Taylor Heineke. Um, I think Gibson's going to continue to improve. Uh, it'll be a good defensive matchup uh, for, for both teams. Um, and then I also want to mention that I absolutely dismantled Caleb Lynn and fantasy this week. I absolutely dismantled them, folks. It was embarrassing. It wasn't even close. He felt like he made it respectable, I but it really was. It was absolutely it respectable. Uh, what would you, you lose by the, what? 33, 33 points. No, Is that what it was? No, you got no, embarrassed. I, I lost by 20. Embarrassed. I take this L, Caleb Lynn. I lost by 20. Folks, we're uh, we are hitting the ground running with week one. And guys, we are very excited for week two. Yeah, we are. We're very excited. Uh, the way that I look at this game, I, I just I agree with you, Bryce. I think Washington probably pulls this out at home just because I think Daniel Jones is going to have a tough time. And to be honest, I just I don't think anybody knows what's going on with the Barkley situation. No. You know, I, I don't think anybody under like what like is it? You know, is it better off that he doesn't play for a week? You know, is it, is it, um, I just don't know, but that situation just seems very complexing. And, and the other thing about Washington is they've got a legit secondary man. And, and, you know, if the front, if the front four can pressure you and they can just basically zone the crap out of it, I mean, that's, that's going to be a nightmare for, for Jones. That's, that's not what you want. And I just think Washington's going to look to prove itself. I think Taylor Heineke is going to look to prove. Uh, why he, you know, should be respected in this case and why he should be a legitimate threat, you know, to, to have this job for this season and moving forward. And I, I like Washington. I think the Giants defense will keep it close. I'm a big believer in their defense. I think I'm not buying that they're going to really struggle again uh, like they did against Denver. I don't I don't buy that. Um, I think this is a really good unit. I really like that defense. I think they've got a lot going for them. I don't buy 37 points getting put on their heads. I, I just don't buy it. So give me, I think it'll be a very tight one. I'll actually give you a score. Uh, I will say, I will say Washington 17, Giants 13. Interesting. Interesting. And that will, and that will, that will conclude the pod for us today. Uh, but, you know, look, don't be afraid to check out the other pods we got. We got plenty for you, as I mentioned on the top of the show. Uh, don't be afraid to give us that five-star rating, and we're looking forward to week two, and we're excited for you guys to hear this podcast.